think we had three different cocktails. And then wine. So if I'm leaving, like, Pizza Express. If anyone gets mud on this white coat, I swear to God, I'll kill you. I feel like a right twat. This is Your Welcome America presents Girls Aloud Off The Record Episode 5. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser like Razor. And we are at the penultimate week of recapping and reliving the classic 2006 reality show Girls Aloud Off The Record. Girls, 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 girls. And you can watch along with us because the episodes are still in high quality definition on YouTube.com. Okay, for the uninitiated, we need to tell you what the show is all about. Girls Allowed Off The Record follows our beloved UK girl group in the build-up to their 2006 Chemistry Arena Tour. Saw it. <laughs> From appearing on TV shows to filming the whole lot of history video in Paris, mm-hmm. promoting in Australia and New Zealand, to promotional appearances in Ibiza and Greece, and going on an ambassadorial trip to China mm-hmm. oh, yeah. with former London Mayor Ken Livingston. That happens this week. What? When did they go to New Zealand? I don't know. So I don't know where this description <laughs> is. Once again, like the show has so many montages just to fool us that they're just busy, busy gals. Yeah. Don't remember the New Zealand leg. Anyway, here is what's coming up in episode five. This week, our famous five face a colossal clash of cultures when they head east to China as guests of Ken Livingstone. I've always been a Girls Aloud fan. But they soon suffer a bad case of homesickness. I don't like it, Germany. I don't like it. And meet some very bemused locals. Do you know the English pop band Girls Aloud? For A-list girls used to the VIP treatment, it's a shock to the system. Yeah, they think that we're all hot. And things don't exactly go according to plan. That was the worst performance I have ever done. While back home in Newcastle, Cheryl gets a warmer reception than she bargained for. He's laying on his head, all over his. Right. Oof. Magoof. This episode is problematic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a tough one for, for everyone involved. Uh, it, yes, it, it sure is. I mean, Ken Livingston comes off okay. Yeah, I'm not sure this whole episode uh, it does what it intended for <laughs> Chinese and London relations. Not UK, London. London. <laughs> um, hey, if you are enjoying our shows, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You're welcome, America, on Instagram. You're welcome, USA, on Twitter. Fraser, what is our email address? <laughs> it's your welcome, America podcast at gmail.com. Thank and your you. is spelled you are, oh. not Y-O-U-R. You see, I ask you every time because I just don't remember. Let's do it. Okay, I've called this first section... Off to Shanghai. I just put the girls are diplomats because I was so shocked by them trying to pretend this was them being diplomats. What does what does that remind you of? Just in general, does it remind you of a specific thing? What like Jerry Halliwell being a UN ambassador? Yes, a hundred percent. There's a lot of the word ambas- ambassador and diplomatic is thrown around very willy nilly in this scene, isn't it? I have to say credit to Jerry Halliwell though when she was given that role, she. She ran with it. She yeah. dressed the part. She did. She themed herself and really went for it. The girls here, not so much. <laughs> well, I mean, Kimberly has a, a line for the ages later about the uh, the way they presented themselves in Shanghai, but we'll we'll get to that. 
So just to give you all some context, Girls Aloud have been invited to be cultural ambassadors for London. Yeah. And which is fun because they're all like, well, none of us, none of us are from London, um, <laughs> but I, we live there. I, I Sure. <laughs> It's like us being cultural ambassadors for LA. Yeah, very like, oh, sure, I guess we can kind of represent it, but we're really not a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like there's a lovely shot of Hillary, uh, Hillary Shaw in a hotel suite, and it's probably like 3 a.m. They've just right. got to Shanghai, and she's sitting there, and she's gone posher than ever, and she's like, we are part of the cultural delegation headed by Ken Livingston. Delegation, that was another word that I was like, mm, Hills, I'm not so sure about that one. Oh, also the the voyo the the voyo the vo the voiceover here says, the girls have been invited to communist China. Yeah, they're heading to communist China. We see them just kind of getting into a people carrier. <laughs> Nadine's wearing a Baker Boy hat. <laughs> Baker Boy count number one. Good to travel in because do you know what? You, you can just you hide your hair, you bung your hair up. If you don't want people <laughs> to see you, you put that little front bit down. Also. If, you, if you've got like a, a window seat and you're leaning against the wall, which is always plastic and not right. that comfy, you can cushion yourself yeah. with the Baker Boy hat. More hygienic as well. No, not but your head where everyone else's head has been. Oh, well, they didn't know that back then. <laughs> but they also, so this is where we get a bit of a, a dry statement about basically the record company essentially saying that, that this trip is, yes, it's great for them to be part of the delegation, but really they want to try and see what the kind of Chinese market is like for them to break into. Then we get a very, very wild and very rogue line from voiceover just before we get into the people carrier that says, that describes them as the newly formed Oriental ambassadors. Oh. No, 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 no. Yikes. And that is our, our first true <laughs> clangor of this episode, just also to say here, we get lovely, we get a lovely bit of time with Ken Livingston, I should say, where he says that he thinks that Girls Aloud will help China understand Britain. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, they are British. <laughs> sure. I don't know what else to say to that. They didn't. They don't feel like a very, a particularly very London act. I feel like a London act would have been like. Mm, like who from this time we're in 2006 I, the only person i could think of was katie b she wasn't around yet but you know i feel like if you want to show people london <laughs> send over katie b i keep on moving <laughs> till the lights on, on with the lights on, on. <laughs> i love katie b yeah me too um there's also a great shot of them being interviewed and they're they're being asked i think they clearly are in china at this point and they're being asked by a chinese reporter are you interested in entering the chinese market and all the girls give very overpronounced answers <laughs> yes it, yes we are but sarah she it's either here or somewhere else she says something which i'm like sarah that's that's very polite and she's like if they want us to come will come well i mean if anything this episode teaches me that the only people that have any respect for other cultures are sarah and nadine yeah. and then actually they're pretty disrespectful at some points anyway uh, so now let's jump into that people carrier we're gonna land in that people carrier cheryl's wearing a blue juicy couture tracksuit and a blinged cap she sure is kimberly here comments that do you know what going to china it's it's such a hard language it's gonna be a problem it's gonna <laughs> The idea of Kimberly speaking Mandarin and it, it, in the same accent, the same yeah. pace. <laughs> Meanwhile, what's, Cher what's, what's Cheryl's beef? What's oh. going on with her? Speaking of beef, so Cheryl's like, as far as, as far as the food, I'm pretty much screwed, which is a great rhyme. And then 
Kimberly says a very problematic statement about how uh, people in China eat cat and dog and stuff. Yeah, and all the girls mm-hmm. look disgusted. Yeah, this I'm is... looking disgusted at all of you, <laughs> actually, for making those comments. Yeah. Then Cheryl almost gets hit by a bus at the airport. Oh, she does. They're, they're back at Heathrow. Back <laughs> yeah. at Heathrow. She almost gets hit by a bus and she shouts, Drew! As if, like, either Drew's causing it or Drew can help her. Don't know. <laughs> Poor Drew. Meanwhile, we hear from Hills saying that Nadine in particular loves international travel. Yeah. And I'm like, good for you. <laughs> yeah, like, she, she should. At the, they age should, of, they should. at the age of 22, you're getting flowing. Flowing? You're getting flowing. Am I saying that weird? <laughs> flown. Flown. <laughs> there you go. Like a phone. Imagine at the age of 22, getting... Fl- oh, I'm about to say it wrong. It flowing. Flown. Flown. Yeah, I think flown. like phone. Thank you. Imagine at the age of 22 getting flown. But say it in a Scottish accent because it is... Flown. Yeah, well, there you go. That's why you're... Yeah, it yeah. makes sense. Thanks. I'm glad my culture <laughs> makes sense to you. Cheers well, for that. Just about. Who knows um, what you eat up there? Cat and dog. <laughs> But imagine you're getting like business class tickets. You're getting all expenses paid trip to China to like do one off gig. Like, well, especially this this gig because they're not known there. No one, <laughs> they're not known there, and they're not they're doing that one gig. So they actually have a bit more. It seems like they they do have a bit of time. So it kind of feels like the perfect opportunity to actually enjoy a new culture. But if there's one thing we know about our girls, they don't love spare time in a foreign country, yeah. do they? You know, let's touch down in Shanghai. Let's go onto the the music library and find some problematic, you know, in quotation marks, Oriental music in the music library. Mm-hmm. And uh, the voiceover announces that they've arrived in monsoon season. I just wrote monsoon season. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you just loving the fact that they, they flew there and it's raining? Yeah, it's just very funny. There's something so British about flying to a different country and being like, I can't believe it's raining. <laughs> Typical. Yeah. It's like, you do know that it rains in other countries. <laughs> or when people from the UK visited LA and they'd be like, uh, why is it not sunny? It's like, j- you do know that it's not just always sunny. <laughs> it is 95% of the time. Yeah. Anyway, June gloom. Don't oh, get don't me started on June, June gloom. gloom. <laughs> right. Me- Cheryl's also got something else to, to say here, doesn't she? Oh, she is mood. Moody McMooderson in this scene. She's sitting in the car. She's looking out the window. It's raining. She's like, well, you know, we're like, we're over here for work, but I would never choose to come here. I'm just not interested. It's fucking hell. This is tough because it's, it's definitely, she shouldn't have said that. But also if you're just like a moody, moody, you're, you're in a mood, you've flown all that way. You're tired. You know, you're, you're, you're there for work. You're not there for long. You want to go home. You want to be doing something else. You can see why, I can see why she said it, but it's incredibly bad visually for her. The optics aren't great on Cheryl saying this. It feels like in general with this documentary series, <laughs> I was about to say, Cheryl in the first couple of episodes, she's, you know, she's putting on a bit of a, a bit of a show. Yeah. No. And... But like halfway through the series, it, it breaks. <laughs> yeah. And then actually in the next episode, it's back, like the veneer's back up. But here's <laughs> right. definitely, we're getting real behind the curtain uh, with Cheryl going on here. Nadine loves it. Yeah. She's very, she loves being here. I love doing things like this. Going abroad, seeing different places, different cultures. Also, Kimberly here is flattered that Ken asked them to do it. <laughs> she says, he obviously thinks we're exciting enough to excite people. So it's not too bad, I suppose. <laughs> oh yeah, and then they cut to an absolute stink face from Cheryl at that point. She's just like, 
This is so funny. <laughs> now, they're staying um, at the Four Seasons Hotel. How do I know that? Because when they're walking around in monsoon season with those umbrellas, I saw the logo. Oh, they're branded. They're branded Four Seasons Brollies. <laughs> so I Googled it, but it's under it's under like a refurb at the moment. Ah. So I couldn't get a... So you couldn't see if it was dead funky. No, I wanted to see what... I wanted to see that exact hot tub that Sarah gets <laughs> oh, into yeah. later to see if they changed the tile work. A little too hot. So, Cheryl, Cheryl, Nicola, they don't want to leave the hotel. <laughs> well, we hear, we hear from Nadine. She says, she says, she's like, Cheryl and Nicola, they're definitely feeling the weirdness of a new culture. Definitely feeling it. Definitely. <laughs> she says, definitely three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's saying that they don't want to leave the hotel, basically. What have we learned from this documentary so far? If there's anyone that's going to, they're just going to brave it and put on a, a brave front, it'll be Sarah, Nadine, and our Kim. Yeah. Be like, oh, all right, we'll just go out and have a look at the temple. <laughs> <laughs> right, Kim, oh, Kimberly, I'm, well, I brought a guy, but with me, actually. So. Never never forget the iconic moment from last episode in Greece with Kimberly's digital camera. I'm never going to forget that. I oh, hope I she's. I can't actually see anything. I hope she's charged up for this trip. <laughs> hope she's cleared that memory card. Oh, no, it's run out of space. Something I'll... tells me she's very good at. <laughs> Getting back to the hotel and plugging in the camera and uploading it to her MacBook. I feel like she's good at that. Well, if not, I'll just delete that photo from the Greek steps because it's not a very good view, actually. Where are we off to? We're off to a temple. Well, actually, we're off to Cheryl's idea of hell. (laughs) Cheryl's idea of hell is a Buddhist temple in the rain. Now, they're, they're in the temple. Nadine and Sarah here are quite the twosome. Well, we before we go into the temple, Hillary is Hillary's saying to, uh, you know, Cheryl's complaining, saying it's her idea of hell. And she's complaining to Hillary. And we just get a great cutaway of Kimberly under our umbrella. And she gets bumped from behind. And she goes, oh, <laughs> someone bumps her umbrella. And she, she goes, oh, so just, busy. It's just a small moment, but I really loved it. So busy she's here. Like, oh, gosh, it's like Piccadilly Circus. <laughs> this is why I don't live in Zone 1. <laughs> Oh, we'll get we'll get to that we'll get to that abode <laughs> later. <laughs> so they're in the temple. Nadine and Sarah they're having a good time. Nadine says, "This is nice, Sarah. I'm going to say a prayer." <laughs> love that. I love the idea of a, a temple, a beautiful like hundreds, if not thousands, of years old temple. It impressed Nadine. <laughs> well, she doesn't know what kind of prayer to do, though, does she? Because she says, "I need to do a prayer, but I don't know what she's saying here." You don't say a hail mary. <laughs> No, no, Nadine, you do not say a Hail Mary at a Buddhist temple. <laughs> Thank goodness for Sarah, because she's got some thoughts, doesn't she? Yeah, she says you just put your hands together and do a bow, and she makes a noise. <laughs> like an um. Yeah, she does like a yoga um. Yeah. Completely wrong country. <laughs> oh. Cle- she's doing I- like a like a kind of Hindu like yoga. It's not good. How much do you bet at some point Sarah's gone on a yoga retreat? Oh, God. Like, you know what I mean? Like a yoga retreat in Ibiza where she's either like had like a party week first and then <laughs> yoga the second week or the other way around. Or maybe halfway through the yoga week, she's gone on a massive night out. I'll tell you something. I would love to go and do that with Sarah. <laughs> if you were like, you and Sarah, you and Sarah are going to take a week where you're going to do a week of partying, then a yoga retreat in like Ibiza town. I'd absolutely do that with her. I, I honestly feel like Sarah is really good fun. <laughs> she is. She's, yeah. She's having, well, she's having a blast in Shanghai. That's for sure. Right. Well, there's some sexy guys checking them out in the temple as well. And they say that's good karma from their prayers in the temple. Mm-hmm. So they thank, they thank God and Buddha. <laughs> we also get here. Is it here where Sarah's trying to learn the language? Oh yeah. They're in the yes. taxi. Sarah 
two now Sarah we've been in many a country with her she's always trying to learn that language yes <laughs> well this time she's actually trying to learn the correct language yes and uh <laughs> she's sitting beside what i described as a stone-faced nicola nicola was not in the mood at all oh she's sitting back in that taxi and she's just <laughs> she's like glasses on i'm not interested yeah it's like she's turned off she's just been turned off someone's turned nicola off and she's just plonked her in the back seat <laughs> So yeah, Sarah's trying to learn the language here from the interpreter. Yeah, there's a tough moment where she tries to have a bit of fun because one of the words sounds like foie and she tries to make a joke about it and <laughs> goes down like a lead balloon in that people carrier. She, Sarah really is like the extension of Ladette culture, isn't she? She, she really is. Foie, yeah, bring it on, <laughs> FHM. Yeah, that haircut. That haircut is such a haircut of a time and it really... I don't feel translated well outside of being a famous person. <laughs> yeah. The thing is with Sarah is she is gorgeous. Yeah. She's, she's got really an unbelievable figure. Yeah. She can look amazing in photographs. So that hair, she, it, it works with her. Yeah. And it really like, it just is the perfect hair to go with her. Like you just see that hair and you just see her going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like platinum blonde, a bit spiky, a bit messy. Whoa. It's like that, that hair is, that's like her power, that hair. <laughs> So should we pop off and have some lunch quick? Well, I'm getting peckish, but I'm nervous about what we're going to eat. Oh, God. This is tough. Now, as a fussy person, you yeah. know I'm a fussy eater. Yes. That is genuinely a nightmarish situation for me to be, like, in Shanghai and to, do, to be, you know, going to eat something. However, you know me. I have become very adept at finding my way around looking like a normal person in those situations i really i was looking at those dishes on those plates and i was like some of those things are literally like just tofu and like bean sprouts i'm like just don't yeah just don't pretend this is you're being served like this isn't indiana jones and the temple of doom they're not serving you monkey brains remember that scene <laughs> <laughs> you love referring to indiana <laughs> that, jones that soup with the eyeballs in it yeah i'm like you know indiana jones temple of doom i will refer to at any moment in time you know i want to do a drag performance of Kate Capshaw at the beginning, where she sings "Anything Goes" in Mandarin. Oh, oh, oh I know. Well, that's that's a <laughs> very good, problematic. Good to way go for you to learn episode. the language. Wait, have I ever told you that my mum, daughter of Egyptian grandma, oh, right. used to insist when we were growing up that when she was at school, she they were served soup with sheep's eyeballs in it. Hang on, did your mum grow up in the palace from Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom? <laughs> Maybe she did, but she insisted on that for like years. So weird. Where, where was where was that? I don't know. A lot of a lot of mysterious, <laughs> a lot of mystery in my past. Yeah, there really is, isn't there? I feel like we need to really get into some like. Well, you did your genealogy, didn't you? We need to really get into the. I know. <laughs> anyway, the platter of food they get served looks gorgeous. Yeah, it looks nice. I also even I'm saying it looks nice. I know. <laughs> I also, as someone who knows you very well, and as some, and you know, with me, I love to. I'm, I, I like to be in control. I like to make decisions. Yeah. But I would love to be in Shanghai and have no idea what the food's going to be. And this gorgeous platter is just laid in front of you and you just eat it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like all the decisions have been made for you. If if I, I genuinely, if I could specify vegetarian as an option, I now think I could have any plate of food put in front of me and just enjoy it. There you go. I'm a grown up. I've grown, but you know, the girls are young. They are young. It's time what, for them to grow. What would you have been like age 22 in this situation? I would have been exactly like them. I would have been, I, well, I wouldn't have been exactly like them. I would have been internally having a complete meltdown, but externally I would have, I think I would have eaten like a side of white rice. 
<laughs> I would have made sure the rice came away and I would have nibbled on that and then panicked and gone and bought some food, you know, gone to Macca's afterwards. <laughs> gone to Pizza Express. Well, yeah, that's where Drew, I mean, he was joking, right? I don't think Shanghai has Pizza Express. <laughs> I'm going to Google it right now. Okay. Hang on. There is one. What? Is it the same one? Yeah. Are you kidding me? There's Pizza Express in Shanghai. Well, I mean, I guess that one in Soho, the Jazz Cafe one was so successful, they had to open one in Shanghai. Oh, that one's closed down, isn't it? It has closed down. It is sad. It's the end of an era. I love that Pizza (laughs) Express. So they're struggling with their food. They they have this gorgeous circular platter of food, which they just sort of like shoo away. (laughs) Um, And then Drew says, we're going to have to head to Pizza Express. But before they go there or wherever they're going to go, they're going to have to go to the toilet, aren't they? Okay, this is tough because this is such a this is such a low hanging fruit, isn't it? Of like, I'm in a different country. It's like, oh, should we really just look at some other cultures and just laugh at their the way that they operate and what they do? It's like, yeah, the toilets in the ground, guys. It just is what it is. This is what happens. Just to break just to break it down. Now, bearing in mind, <laughs> Fre- neither Fraser or I nor I have been to China, but the toilet situation in this non-pizza express eatery <laughs> the toilet is essentially like embedded in the in the ground yeah so it's not raised it's kind of in the ground yeah there's no toilet it's it's a hole in the ground but but it's not a hole in the ground it's like a tiled yes. situation correct yeah i again we've never been to china we don't know if that is what a lot of the toilets are like but you know what whatever but the girls can't seem to get over it yeah cheryl <laughs> Cheryl's, Cheryl tries her hardest to, because Nicola's truly disgusted by it. And she's like, she's like, I can see we all over the floor. No, it's dead unhygienic. And Cheryl tries to do her like office look to camera. She's like, oh gosh, Nicola's intolerant of the culture. I'm like, Cheryl, please. No. We've just watched you at the temple. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to have to get to rehearsals. Yeah. We cut to, uh, I don't know what happened in the interim between that, that bathroom trip. And Cheryl's now singing in the rain and skipping along with that. Do you think maybe she had a nap? I, yeah, maybe a nap, or maybe I think genuinely they went and had a McDonald's. <laughs> Something like that happened. Yeah. She, she got her equilibrium back, basically. So oh, she, what? A Mackie D's and a nap? Yeah. Oh, that does sound good, actually. That does sound good. <laughs> That'll set you right. <laughs> so she's skipping along in the rain. They just all look very cold. <laughs> yeah, it does look very cold. It's well, monsoon season. <laughs> they go to this uh, rehearsal, this sound check for the next day. Nadine's singing something, but I couldn't make out what it was. Well, we definitely know they perform biology. So yeah, maybe she was doing the... Don't you fool me, freeing me, you need me. But it almost looks like she's just singing... She's just doing her like her runs, yeah, her scales. Yeah, um, Nick, uh, Nadine, can you just do a quick, uh, quick warm up, quick sound check for Sorry, us? I just do fields of gold. I've been watching you hand do and do among the fields <laughs> of barley. <laughs> I literally just was singing that in the episode. I just edited. <laughs> so they have the rehearsals. It's for the big, the big, uh, the big ambassadorial, <laughs> diplomatic. <ambassadorial laughs> diplomatic gig the next day. We start to hear from the voiceover and just elsewhere that this is actually a big deal. This is very important. It's a big deal. They're they're really ramping up that pressure. Yeah. So we hear from James Bidwell, the CEO of Visit London. <laughs> <laughs> he basically just breaks it down for us. He says they're gonna. It's it's kind of a big a big uh, Chinese you know. It's a big ambassadorial thing where they're going to have a performance by Girls Aloud and also a performance by the winner of Chinese Pop Idol. Yes. Very important. Did you look her up? I didn't, no. Okay, I did. So there's lots of different stuff from her. 
She's very androgynous. Yeah, she's got a great look. She's got a great look. So for New Year 2020 going to 2021, oh. I found this video of her performing with these other artists on the most unbelievable, massive, potentially CGI set. Oh. It's, re- it's really fun. Okay. It's huge. Okay. Uh, James Bidwell, I don't, what do you think James Bidwell's experience with Girls Aloud's back catalogue is? I think he has been at like a, a, an office Christmas party and he's heard... Love Machine. Yeah, and he's like, that's fun. Yeah. And that's it. Or I think maybe he's got a daughter who likes Girls Aloud. Oh yeah, maybe. And that's how he, that's how they came to this job. He had to, he had to buy the Sound of the Underground single for his daughter in 2002. Yeah. Or maybe he's got two daughters and one, he had to buy uh, Sound of the Underground and then the One True Voice single for the other daughter. Oh. I follow my heart. But that would cancel out the votes. Uh, yeah. I told you, I told you my friend, my friend I worked with at Sainsbury's, she bought both singles because she liked both songs. And I told her, Gemma, that cancels out the vote. Well, it's, uh, once again, it's like me with uh, Victoria Beckham and Sophie Ellis Baxter. <laughs> Gotta support both. <laughs> anyway, what's going on back at the hotel? So we're Just, gonna... It's been chilly today. <laughs> I could do with warming up. I called this hot tub chat with Sarah. Now we, this scene seems like we're going to, because we see Sarah getting into the hot tub and settling in. And it's like, oh, we're going to have a real chat with Sarah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, this is at best one sentence from Sarah before she gets too hot and overwhelmed by the uh, <laughs> by the hot tub. <laughs> but she's basically saying that the kind of the, the impact of why they're there or like the fact that they've been asked to be there has kind of hit her. And she's like, oh, it's actually really nice that they asked us. And also, yeah, this would imagine if this gave us some kind of foothold in China, this is actually quite kind of a big deal. Which yeah. is great. And then she just, <laughs> then she just says, says cut. She basically puts out, she does the international motion for cut. And then she just goes, oh God. She's like, I'm just too hot. I'm sweating like a bastard. <laughs> Great phrase. Oh, Sarah. Right. They all have a sleep at the Four Seasons. And the next day is the day of the gig. So I want to talk about their look that they've gone for. Yeah. So, we, well, we, we open up with uh, hearing a little snippet of the show. Uh, not often that we hear a actual single uh, as the as the backdrop for the uh, mm-hmm. the episode. Uh, yeah, we're going to meet the press. So basically, uh, we're we're going to do kind of a photo op with Ken Livingston and the Chinese pop idol winner and the girls. So I wrote outfits, but, but I only really made two notes. I put this time Sarah is the flight attendant. It's like they seem to hand around the group. One of them has to be dressed as a flight attendant at all points. So she's wearing like a polka dot neckerchief. Yes. And I put that Cheryl's wearing an olive green blazer. Very strange. But everything else is black and white. Yeah. It's like they've all worn some pressed tuxedo trousers from Warehouse with white white pressed shirts. I think, I think here it seems that they're also quite conscious that they want to look professional and they don't want to look too sexy. Yeah, it's, it's like a nod to modesty without... Yeah, it's professional and modest is kind of the look they've gone for. Yeah. I think Cheryl maybe overcorrected too much with that olive blazer. Very that pop, strange. That pop of color. Yeah, don't, that color's really not good. <laughs> so we hear from Ken Livingston. He thinks that Girls Loud are a much better way to reach the young people of China <laughs> yeah. compared to him just having lots of business meetings. Yeah. Like, he, fair enough, Ken. He really stumbles on the name of the Chinese pop idol winner as well. You hear him really Does second he? guess himself during doing it as well. <laughs> it's like, oh, not a good move there, Ken. Did we actually say that Ken Livingston the, was the mayor of London at the time? I don't know if we said that out loud. What's Ken up to now, <laughs> by the way? Let me just quickly Google him. Ken Livingston. Has he got an OnlyFans? <laughs> Ken Livingston. OnlyFans. OnlyFans. <laughs> he, so he, because he was the mayor of London from 2000 to 2008. Yeah. He, oh, that was the first time we had a mayor in London. What? 
That was there wasn't a mayor before two thousand. It was abolished in nineteen eighty six. Hang on, hang on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Yeah. So the mayor of London, the London mayor, only started in two thousand. Millennium. Oh uh, yeah, of course. Get it ready with the bug. We gotta, we gotta protect London from the bug. That's so weird because I guess he was just the mayor when I moved to London, so I didn't question that there wasn't a mayor before him. Yeah, so they arrive at the gig and the police, the the Shanghai police are like lining the entrance to the the venue because obviously the fans are so excited to see the uh, the pop idol winner. Mm-hmm. This is all a little scary. <laughs> the police all in a line holding hands. Which oh, is really? nice. They do a close up of the police officers holding hands to form the line, which I really liked that detail. Yeah, it's sweet. A, it's a very big formal in, uh, entrance. Um, Kimberly's like, no one knows this. There's no expectations. So, but I hope they like it. Um, uh, Cheryl has very big hair here. Yeah, she's yeah. So does Nicola actually. Oh, actually, really? so do all of them. They all they, they seem to have gone for a bouffant look for this one. A lot of back combing. Yeah, and then the voiceover says that 400 million people tuned in for the Chinese pop idol final. That is crazy. <laughs> And they said that I literally was alone and went, what? Imagine, <laughs> imagine. Well, it's like Jessie J. Remember when she, oh, yeah. she entered that, that competition in China and it had a billion people watching it. It's so wild. Imagine 400 million people doing the love machine, you know? <laughs> we, we have a quick section here where I think Faye, uh, Faye on camera does the girls real dirty here. And she goes out and asks a couple of the, the, uh, the fans if they know who Girls Aloud are. And we get some classic like... No, sorry, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> then Drew says that they're going to just do three songs. Um, so I know that they did biology, but what else do you think they did? What's your guess? Have to do Sound of the Underground. Yeah. Have so, to do it. So biology, Sound of the Underground. And then I've, I've got a sneaking feeling that some of those director's chairs might have come out and done the show. Well, should have known, should have cared, should have hung around the kitchen in my underwear, acting like a lady. Got to put on a show for, for China. <laughs> Yeah, a three a three track gig. We're not going to get a whole lot of history in that little number, are we? <laughs> so they're b- before they go on stage, they're in a sort of very drafty tent <laughs> that has like one mirror. It looks like if you went to a shit wedding and there was the the caterer section of the tent. <laughs> yes. That's where they are. It's a staging area, isn't it? Yeah, they're shoved there. There's one mirror which they're all they're all bending to sort of see each other in and. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a lot of stacked chairs in the background. Yeah, and then the voiceover says that, that with the you know all the kind of pressure of all the Chinese fans, uh, they're all starting to feel the nerves of kind of performing in front of this delegation. And then we just cut to Cheryl screaming in front of like the flap of the tent. She's just going, "Come on!" Oh, like, what to the others? To the others, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, goes to your point. I think you said it last week, maybe about how frustrating it must be to be in a band, oh. have to wait for other people all the time. Oh. <laughs> So they go on stage. We see part of them performing biology. Yeah. Now, to me, it looked it looked and sounded fine. Yeah, it just sounded like it was, it just sounded like it was live and not perhaps the most kind of optimal sound setup. It wasn't like it sounded. No one sounded out of tune or no one looked bad. It just sounded a bit like you know perhaps this wasn't completely. They're not performing in like a purpose-made concert venue. That's what I felt like. I was like, okay. Yeah. It's just kind of live in a bit more of like a, a festival kind of way rather the, than yeah. like a, a, a concert tour. They're in they're in a tent with some mics. That's essentially what it is. Exactly. But <laughs> so maybe something happened during Sound of the Underground and, uh, and Love Machine because. Yeah. Although, although before we hear from the girls, I just want to talk about the audience. Oh, yeah. We get, we get a lot of cutaways of some, some kind of, you know, older doughy white men from London looking very nonplussed by the performance. Just sort of <laughs> sitting there in suits, just watching. 
But at the end, we see them all given applause and they all look very happy, the audience. They've had a good time. However, Nadine, it's the worst performance I've ever done. Worst performance she's ever done. And what does Kim say? Kimberly. She says, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever sung that song that bad. I know. (laughs) But they think that Ken liked it because I think one of them's talking about how they they looked over at at Ken and he seemed happy. And it's very like, although imagine flying to the other side of the world for for one gig of three songs yeah. and it not going well yeah that's oh. it's, it's all building up to that and then it yeah that's tough it's pretty rough kimberly wonders <laughs> if <laughs> because they've changed out of their warehouse trousers for this and they're wearing black <laughs> black kind of lacy outfits yeah. it's seen for this performance and kimberly <laughs> thinks that china's quite a prudish country and she says maybe they think we're all whores <laughs> That was my favorite line of the whole episode. It's really good. I hope they don't all think we're all whores. <laughs> but, but Ken and the Visit London guy, they think it was great. Yeah, they're, they're high as a kite, especially that guy. He's so happy. It's all, well, this has probably been the combination of months of work for old what's-his-face Visit London CEO, isn't it? Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's got the girls to sign a, a Love Machine single, you know, <laughs> yeah. for his kids. Right. Oh, should we head home with Kim? We should. Oh. We're back from China. We've got a day off. So Kimberly's off to see her boyfriend, Justin. Now, yeah, Justin. Member of Triple Eight? Triple Eight. They, Triple Eight had one fun song. What was it? I think I had it on single, maybe? Mm, I seem to remember they're wearing a lot of like baggy fire trap jeans in the video. So Triple Eight, we just watched some of their song, <laughs> Give Me a Reason. You didn't see the music video there, but they, they managed to hire the CGI celeb from Billy Piper's Oh. Because we want to video and it's just chasing them around the streets. Okay. Yeah, chasing them around like a back alley in Dalston. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice that Kimberly and Justin have been together from the very beginning of her career and are still together now and have their kids together. And she's, I mean, it's classic Kim, isn't it? Just to solid, solidly be like, yep, this is happening. And I am happy that she's just, oh, I oh. love her. So talking about being happy, we're off to see Justin. They go to see him at their, their flat that they've got. And they just, you know what? They've got a busy day of just rearranging that garden furniture in the terrace. (laughs) Well, before we get there, in the car on the way there, Kimberly says something which I think is just... For a show where we're kind of maybe seeing people not appreciating some of the parts of being famous, etc., etc., she says something that is just... It just sums her up to AT and it's perfect. She basically says... She's like, this is all... I'm going to do it in my own voice because I feel like I'm being serious. She says, you know, this is all I ever wanted to do you know, all I ever wanted to was perform and do this. And I already feel like I've achieved that. So she says from anything here onwards is a bonus because I've already achieved my dreams. And I was just like, Kimberly. Oh, lovely. That makes me so happy because it makes me not worried about her in any capacity ever since Girls Aloud have like split up. Because I'm just like, you know, for her, like doing Strictly, she's like, oh, that's fun. I know. And also after 2006 onwards, Girls Aloud became even bigger. Yeah. So she got a great bonus. Yeah, she really did. So yes, let's talk about that terrace. Okay. What so are we th- seeing? So we're on a terrace. I think this flat is maybe in North London. I don't know why. It just feels like somewhere in North London. Right. Um, I think like Crouch End. May- yeah, maybe. Or near where they, that, that complex where they all moved into right. when they first moved to London. It's somewhere around there. Yeah. You know, well, oh, I know the area, just by the flat next door. <laughs> um, it's got a terrace. It's a good-sized terrace yeah, for London. Very good. Got to say that. 
Um, and she, they've just they bought some big chunky wooden furniture. The kind of furniture you have to really—it's not folding. Yeah. You have to like really you like need two people to pick up that table and move it. Oh, you, you sure can't do, do that by yourself. Well, Justin's been waiting there for months while you know <laughs> she's been off in China, um, but now she's back. They can they've move the some, furniture. Some real kind of what's the word when you know when you trim a bush? Mm-hmm. What's the word I'm looking for? You think you have topiary? Yes, there's a couple of real topiary pieces, but yes. they're kind of pre-made pre-topiaried kind of plants from home base she's yeah. got a couple of them which i really like yeah and she talks about this is her this is her first place that she's bought i think she says yeah. and she had it for about a year and she's been living with justin for maybe a, a year yeah. or something she's meanwhile through this she's wearing a cozy mohair knit with big disc earrings yeah and then justin says calls her a geek and then says that she's always very organized and that she's actually a band member slash tour manager for Girls Aloud because she's always organized and she knows all the travel details. <laughs> so of course she does. I feel like Kimberly at some point, even though, you know, Drew and Hillary are there, I feel like at some point she's had held all of the girls' passports in her hand, you know? Yeah. She, Kimberly's also like, I just want to make sure, Hillary, I just want to make sure all the girls are signed up to Air Miles. So at the end of Girls Aloud, we can fly for free forever. And now she's, now she can basically like, she's yeah. given a plane by British Airways because she's flown so much. They should have Kimberly on the side of a plane, a British Airways plane. Like in her, like the promise kind of look. That Like she'd look great at that. No, that's more, you're thinking more virgin. Oh yes, that's what I'm thinking in of. The, yeah. In the red dress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I could see that. God, how many air miles do you think they would have at the end of Girls Aloud? A lot. I mean, you'd be like, <laughs> I don't know, diamond, triple status forever. Oh, the The dream. Right. I mean, I didn't make many notes in that scene because it was just, it was just lovely and yeah, solid. It's, it's a very short scene for my notes as well because I, I actually was just listening to her. I wasn't taking notes. It's just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Next up, we get, we get an image of the Angel of the North. <laughs> we do. And the, uh, the, the B-side song Crazy Fool is playing while uh, Hillary's talking about how Cheryl, you know, is a, a real homebody and loves to go home. Mm-hmm. So after the, the culture shock of China, she's headed home. Now, unlike the other home visits to the girls, she's not driving. No, Drew's driving. Drew's driving her. <laughs> so Drew's driving her up north. Um, she's going to have dinner with me dad and his wife and off to my brothers. She's got, she's got a lot of family to see. She really does. She says at this point that she hated London at first. Mm. Hated it? I hated <laughs> London. Just wanted to come back here. I know. Drew, um, what's she wearing? Did you make it? Do you make any notes? Oh, she's here? wearing that that hoodie that says, "What does it say?" Love thy brother. Love thy brother. And it's it's surround flowers surrounding it yeah. as well. Right. So if you can just hear um, Virgin Airlines just flying, it's Kim. That's Kim just <laughs> flying above us. The launch of the of the Kimberly Walsh seven four seven has just taken off. <laughs> yeah, she's got a white baseball cap. She's got slouchy low rise jeans and that white hoodie. But this is her going back to Newcastle outfit, isn't it? She does say that later. She does. It feels like maybe a slightly conscious decision. Anyway. Comfy. She goes past her old flat, points that out to Drew in the camera. (laughs) (laughs) The voiceover says she has five hours of free time. This is quite a a whirlwind five-hour trip to drive all the way up to Newcastle from London. How how long is that drive? Do we know? I'm looking it up. Okay, let's look it up because then we'll do some math. Okay, right, Fraser, you've done um, a Google. No, I, I'm, I, I, something, something's amiss here. Google's telling me it takes seven and a half hours to drive from London to Newcastle. What? You can't do a seven and a half hour journey for a five hour trip and then a seven and a half hour trip back. No, Drew wait. can't drive for fifteen hours. That's not right. They must have been coming from somewhere. Yeah, well, maybe they flew back from China into, into 
Manchester. Ma- yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, just something like that has happened, definitely. Yeah. Or, they've, or maybe it's as simple as the fact that she got a train from London to Newcastle, and that what we're seeing is the drive from like Newcastle Station to. Don't know. Do you know who would know? Kim. <laughs> she, she yeah, she'd be all over those travel plans. Yeah. She'd be like, Cheryl, like, Kim, have I got enough time to go home? <laughs> Kim be like, oh, I've planned it all. Here's your tickets. She's like, you're getting the Virgin Pendolino. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, I've filled up the people carrier with, with petrol. Um, okay, so she's got a lot of family to see. First of all, she goes to see her dad. And as soon as she turns up, she says she can smell the Sunday dinner. Yeah. And, uh, outside the house. Outside the house. Thing. And as she opens the door, like, there's a perfect greeting between dad and Cheryl. She's like... All right. Cheryl says here, this is me dad's wife, Joanne. So that's her stepmom. Yeah. But why does she say it like that? I have no idea. Do you like, think that's weird? It's like she was so, she's so scared of her mum, Joan, that she didn't want to even say stepmom. Me- I guess because it's saying stepmom, Joanne, instead of mum, Joan. Yeah. Maybe it's all too kind of... Although maybe they got, maybe they haven't been together that long. Yeah, she's so, not quite so, comfortable saying stepmom yet. Well, it's like if you hadn't grown up with her. Yeah. It's like if my dad married someone now, I don't think I'd refer to them as my stepmom. Yeah. Because we don't live together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Uh, or just just for anyone anyone listening, the song playing is "Watch Me Go" from the uh, Chemistry album. Uh, I wrote down a note: Cheryl's dad looks our age. <laughs> what? Thirty five. Yeah, like he looks really young. Yeah, probably. He probably was. He probably was. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. He just, I just was like, oh, this is very jarring to see someone of my age parenting Cheryl. She's got Auntie Deb who's cooking the cooking the lunch. She doesn't want to be on camera at this point. She goes over to talk to her and she's very uncomfortable on camera. But she seems to have a really fun relationship with Deb. Well, I would say Aunt Deb warms up a bit later. She does something very odd later. <laughs> she's the cook for the day. Okay, I want to talk about the dining room where they have this dinner. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, Faye on camera, there's a seat for her. Don't know yeah. if you noticed that, but they've, you know, she's, she's part of the gang. Yep. In the dining room, we've got Twigs in the corner. Yep. Love a decorative twig. Love a decorative twig. Maybe uh, maybe a gift from Hills or something yeah. from Shaw Thing Management. TV's on. Yep. Uh, we've got high-backed curved leather chairs. We've got swoopy curtains. And we've got what I would refer to as an upside-down ceiling light. Yeah, I know. I know you, you know mean. what I mean? Yeah. Square plates. Squ- oh, square plates. Also, in one shot on the mantelpiece, there's some contact lenses. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. Maybe Cheryl maybe Cheryl still gets her contacts delivered to her dad's. Right. And that's why she's actually had to go up there to pick them up. I know someone who is our age who still gets their contact lenses delivered to... Still has to pick them up from home. Why? I don't know. I wrote at this point, Aunt Deb looks like she does a good roast. It looked good. It, it does looked, look it good. It looked really solid. Like, looked all thick gravy and... Oh. I don't often crave a roast here because I it's never it was never really my favourite meal. But just... When I was watching that earlier today, I was like, oh, I could have a roast, actually. Well, it's, very, it's very rarely roast weather in LA, but if it's, a, if it's slightly cooler... Well, I'll tell you what, I saw this, and then I was on Instagram, and I was looking at Rochelle from the Saturday's Instagram for some reason, and she was eating a nut roast, and she, did, she took a really good picture of this nut roast, mm. and I, that, these two things combined, I was like, oh, I could have a roast. A nut roast as well, because I love a nut roast. Should I say nut roast again? Nut roast. Drew's at the table. Yeah. And then this is where she, uh, you know, they're just kind of obviously asking Gary, like, what it's like to have a famous daughter, basically. And he kind of says that it's like looking at someone else's daughter on TV. He's like, you know, not like how you are now, pointing to her in a, you know, in a Newcastle baggy jeans and a hoodie and a cap. You know, he's like, I don't really know who that is, that glamorous person on TV. And she's like, 
dad. I also want to point out, so we've got Drew at the table. There's mm. the seat for, for Faye. I think Faye's plate, I think she's got two Yorkshire puddings. Ooh, Faye, lucky. Lucky. What you like. Oh. Two Yorks. I also, like we've talked about this before so many times, but you know when you have a, a roast dinner inside of a giant Yorkshire pudding? Have you ever seen that? It's like a fun serving suggestion. Mm. You get one of those giant ones and you put all of the ingredients inside of it. I think and I, I like that because the, the sides still stay... They stayed kind of dry, but then you get that. I really like sometimes when a bit of Yorkshire pudding gets kind of sloppy with gravy. A bit gooey. A bit like gooey and wet. So you've got all the bottom of it is that, but you still got that crisp dry bit around the edge that you can like dip in the gravy. That different, Which is weird for you. You do not like different textures. I don't, but hey, I'm, a, I'm an enigma. Okay, but if you were having a regular roast, how many Yorkshire puddings would you have? Two. You would have two? Yeah. See, I don't know if I'd start off with one knowing... My family standard would be just two on the plate. Oh, okay. That was going to be my well, question. It depends because I don't want to get into my childhood too much, but it depends. If my mum was cooking, it would be one because they'd be so bad. But if my dad was cooking, we'd have two because he made really good Yorkshire puddings. Right. My mum's a terrible cook. Hers were, you know, like an egg custard. Her <laughs> Yorkshire puddings looked like egg custards. They were not risen. Oh. Very, very dense. <laughs> <laughs> not great eggy eggy Very, and yeah. soggy and oh <laughs> eggy soggy but also heavy yep. listen listen being <laughs> cooking was not my mother's strong point fun and entertainment you got it <laughs> what are they drinking at this table because it looks like they're drinking goblets of ribena i thought they were drinking coke coca-cola out of kind of fancy wine glasses oh okay Some pop well speaking of pop <laughs> Cheryl says, I miss being able to go to the shop to buy a can of pop without someone saying something, you know, like a snide remark. And then her dad's like, oh, you know, like what kind of, like, who does that? She's like, I either get them from Tottenham fans or little shits. So Tot- <laughs> so Tot- I was confused by that, but then it must be because of Ashley. Yeah, he played for Arsenal. Right. I think Arsenal and Tottenham are great, great rivals. Right. They're the two, they're two of the London teams. Did he play for Arsenal or did he play for Chelsea? Don't know, don't care. Ooh, I think he might have played for Chelsea. Oh, no, I don't know. Do you know what I do care There's about? three London teams. I care about the shot of Cheryl just scraping some food into a bin. <laughs> just real quick, did I ever tell you about when I was at university how I worked for uh, a few shifts at Fulham FC football ground. And I used to take the tickets of people coming in on match day. It was one of the most horrible and cold and depressing jobs I've ever done. And everyone kept trying to talk to me about football. Wait, so you were in the hospitality suite? No, no, no. I worked literally on the turnstiles of going into the Fulham FC. Why the fuck would you do that? I'm a student. I just wanted money. It was really cold. I remember everything was like metal and you were outside and it was like the winter time. I just remember being freezing. Oh, people yeah. People like giving you their tickets. And if there's if there's that slight spit of rain, that cold, that cold yeah. in like your hands. Oh, yeah. babes. I just, it was a very odd job. A very strange time. I thought you were going to say you worked in like the hospitality no, 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 section. No, no. That would have been like, lovely. I was going to say that that feels like something we would both do. No, I, I made a real error and don't worry. I worked at the early learning center for the rest of university. So I worked in a toy shop. <laughs> <laughs> great move anyway so yeah she's scraping stuff in the bin and then we get a whole kind of odd little mo- little moment where she's basically trying to prove that she's very down to earth because she wants to do the washing up but they've already done it and she gets very angry about that she's like, i don't believe it she's tried all the dishes and now it's gonna look like i don't do anything on camera <laughs> like yep it does and you didn't then she takes some time to i i said that she flicks through the rags at this point, <laughs> and then she kind of reads a, a nice piece it looked like it was from heat magazine 
where they're talking about her and Ashley's wedding and it's like, oh, we're looking forward to her and Ashley getting married and, you know, whether there's going to be any dramas about girls allowed being a bridesmaid and yada yada. Yeah, it's just like, it's a hard time for the couple, but we can't sit, wait to see our favourite couple walk down the aisle. Yeah. And she's she's really like, oh, that's just, this is really nice. Yeah, it's and not like, nice. It's it, not that nice. It had nice. a real snide edge to it. And also, you kept seeing they were cutting to that picture of her with the cornrows on the side of her head. Yeah. Where And like the caption was literally like before the stylist or something. So it was definitely not a positive piece, but she took that one little nugget of positivity out of it i like what she says here about having two families did you pick up on this so she's talking about she's got two families she's got ashley's family down south and her real family up north (laughs) (laughs) oh there's a lot of darkness in this little scene because i think anytime we see those two together we know what happens and what's to come so that was anytime she was talking about her relationship and how she misses her family and like oh you know well i'm always in london now because of ashley it just it Gave me the the heebie-jeebs. At this point, she tries to... I think what she did here is she took a plate, a knife and a fork and a glass from the drying rack and put them back in the sink. Because all of a sudden, we suddenly see her washing up. Mm. Like, that was done before, Shez. So, sure thing. So Maybe... No, wait. No, I think Faye on camera was busy filming, so she hadn't finished her food. So, I think they had a quick break. She finished it. And <laughs> right. then suddenly, there's a plate for her to She's, do. Yeah. And Faye knew that she was like, I'll keep this aside so we can get a nice shot of Cheryl doing the washing up. Yeah. Um, and while she's doing that... Aunt Deb's clearly, you know, the, now she's full of confidence on camera. She grabs Cheryl from behind, puts her hand over her mouth like she's almost about to kidnap her, and then does one of those, like, fake snogs over her own hand. Yeah. It's like a strange, like, childhood, like, weird thing. They both find it hilarious, yeah, she tips, though. she tips Cheryl right back. It's quite something. But Cheryl, but Cheryl like, likes it. Yeah. Well, Aunt Deb looks like a good fucking time. Oh, Aunt I feel Deb's like great. I'd happily go to Aunt Deb's and have a roast and have her fake kiss me on the mouth. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> At this point, Cheryl also says that it's good to chill out with family in hoodie and baggy jeans that, you know, she wouldn't swap that for her for her new lifestyle. Yeah. That's... Right. Cheryl. <laughs> okay. Should we go to her brother's quick? My God, I got to go see her brother and nephews. So she goes to her brother's and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of, because her brother's just had a baby and also his, his wife or girlfriend is pregnant. So there's a lot of talk of Cheryl being broody. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I'm dead broody. Again, this is all a bit dark and sad. I didn't really like all this kind of broody talk because we kind of knew where things were heading. I like that at one point while they're chatting, her brother's partner's on the phone in the background saying, (laughs) yeah, Cheryl's here. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, she's she's going back at seven. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. No no regard for the fact that they were filming and trying to have a conversation. She's like, I'm going to have a full conversation on my phone while I'm cooking. And um, this whole scene's really just about how She's, it shows her playing with the kids, but then there's also this kind of through line about how her youngest nephew like doesn't recognize her. But that's just kids. Like it, kids take a bit of time to warm up to anyone coming into the house. So then it's like her nephew's doing that thing where she's like trying to give him a hug, and he's like going no. Yeah, she's really upset. She refers to herself as Auntie Shares, yeah, which I really <laughs> like. He doesn't like me. He doesn't know who I am. Yeah, they were very cute those kids. And then basically she decides to focus her attention on some of the puppies. Oh, and they focus attention on her. Yes. <laughs> so she's wearing her white, just remember listeners, her white hoodie. It does have some some decoration on it. Um, but she picks up a puppy, she's hugging it, and then suddenly, he's weeing on us, he's weeing on us, he's pissed all over us. That dog is disgusting. Oh no, then, sorry, that was my comment. I wrote, that dog is disgusting. <laughs> Not because of the weeing, just because the that, you know, sometimes dogs are disgusting. It is though. You tell me I'm wrong. I plead the fifth, as they say in this country. 
That dog is vile. Yeah, that dog was pretty grim. Thank you. Thank I can't believe you're making me, forcing me to say I don't like a dog on, on mic. <laughs> Years from now, the RSPCA are going to come and get you. Peter. <laughs> oh, like Peter. Peter Lorraine, is that who you thought I meant? Like, I was like, Peter. <laughs> right. Is that it? Because I didn't take any more notes. That's it. Okay. That's the episode. The I, forgot, ep- I forgot to write down what's happening next week. I did. It. So Cheryl, the episode ends with Cheryl being a little sad. And we're also a little sad because we've only got one more episode of Girls Loud off the record. So coming up next week, we've got our Kim in Leeds. Oh, yes. And there's someone, <laughs> someone screaming, Girls Loud are shite at her on the street, right? <laughs> and then she just says... You want to knock them out, but you just carry on walking. <laughs> uh, more dog action. We've got Cheryl and Ashley in the park. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, okay, I didn't write this down, but this was this was a tough moment. Yeah, so Ashley's refusing to poop a scoop, refusing to pick up a poop, but he's like, he's, he's not joking. It's not yeah. for the camera. He's like, I'm not picking that up. It's like, what's your fucking problem? Like, have you never picked up your own dog's shit? You can't own dogs and have never picked up their shit. That is unacceptable. Also... No one's above picking up their own dog exactly. shit. What are you talking about? Um, but there's also a great shot of him holding a Tesco poly bag. <laughs> One of those dogs, little Chihuahua. Oh, I didn't. I, I was I was too bamboozled by that whole scene to notice what it was. Yeah. Oh, it made me feel weird that mm. that scene. Uh, and coming up after this episode of Girls Let Off the Record is an episode of Lost on E4. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, great. Never. That wasn't for me. Yeah. I think it was for straight people last. It was, wasn't it? I think I watched a couple of episodes and then just gave up. Yeah. Right. So (laughs) that's episode five. (laughs) Final thoughts, musings. What, what, how are you feeling? I feel, you know, obviously jet lagged because that's a long old flight back from Shanghai. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling sad that we've only got one more episode to go. I just can't, I can't get enough of it. Like that scene of just that scene of that, that whole sequence of them in Shanghai. I couldn't write my notes quick enough. I would love it if as soon as they'd walked off that pop stars, the rivals stage right up until 2012, they had been filmed like this. <laughs> yeah. So we, we had like 85 seasons an endless, of it. An endless stream of footage. I know it's a shame. What are we going to call this episode? I'm just going to say it's girls allowed off the terrace. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Did you notice she had just a, a canister of like, of gas, you know, like a propane, like a propane gas thing for for an outdoor heater, but there was no actual heater. It was just knocking around the uh, the patio. Maybe she maybe she'd bought that before. Bef- I don't maybe she bought that in advance, or maybe it also looked like the sort of canister that could hold the door open. Yeah, maybe like the door to the terrace swing shut. Or I don't know. Maybe it was for a barbecue. Oh, it could be for a barbecue, yeah. or could it be a helium canister? Because <laughs> I do think there could have been some sort of real lackluster. Maybe OK Magazine shoot where they've done some balloons out there right, in the terrace. Probably. Options. <laughs> well, that's it. Thank you as ever for listening. Please do get in touch on Instagram and Twitter. Watch along on YouTube. 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 You know that You're Welcome America, the main show, is every other Wednesday. But you'll get the final episode of this yep. next Monday. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. (laughs) I think we had three different cocktails. And then wine. Thanks for coffee. So if I'm leaving, like, Pizza Express. If anyone gets mud on this white coat, I swear to God, I'll kill you. I felt like a right twat.